Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out podcast. I'm your host, Ryan the Goose Gossiker, here with you, as always, here for episode 38, if you're keeping track at home. Again, I know we don't have a lot of math majors, so we always like to keep track for you. But uh, again, episode 38 coming live to you. Uh, Joe, my co-host, Jolan Bayoka, is back in studio. Jolan, welcome. Good to be here, brother, as always. Of course, and let's get it rocking and rolling. we got a Super Bowl to talk about that we just had to witness last week. Uh, some would say uh, their eyes were burning as they watched this, you know, because the game was pretty lopsided in terms of the score. But uh, I, w- I, I got to say this right off the bat. Patrick Mahomes had the most spectacular plays all day, had the best incompletions you'll ever see. He had better incompletions than him and Brady had completions. I, I just think in terms of style and the way things had to happen, he's running for his life. I've been part of offensive lines that just can't block that day. It's a bad <laughs> feeling, dude. It really There's just like no matter what you do, no matter what scheme, they end up coming with a different twist, and you're, you're in deep Call trouble. Off you're you're in deep trouble. So uh, you know, but again, if you had money on the box, you you were pretty you were a pretty happy, dude. And I think it's fair to say that nobody really expected that. Nobody expected all the drops, a Kelsey drop, a Hill touchdown drop, this, that, and the third. Like Mahomes was getting the ball off, catchable passes dropped from the yeah. Chiefs. That's not the story that everyone expected to be written. Well, I I think it hasn't been the story as much as it was because we saw again not only. Not only last year's playoff run, but the even the year before that, especially last year though, when they ended up playing the 49ers and beating them in the Super Bowl, that playoff run, the only drives they were ever stopped on were on third down drops. You know, so it, I, I think the quantity of them was more in this game. A but lot. we've ha- we have seen them do it before. But I mean, when the dude is falling down and he's horizontal and parallel with the ground and he's hitting a dude in the face mask like. You, there's not much more you can ask from your quarterback. By the way, his running looked real ugly. You could tell he needed surgery on that turf toe. Glad he's going to get that because that is uh, I, I, I he just it, it looked it looked like it hurt me while he was running. Well, yeah, Brady and both Mahomes are having surgery after the Super Bowl, so everyone's kind of nursing injuries now after the fact. Yep. But it's interesting. You have like quarterbacks, young quarterbacks rather, who have decent to subpar O lines. And now Mahomes in the Super Bowl has to experience this for one of the first times his whole career. And he still kind of gets out of the pocket, makes the throws he has to, but are very underperforming. Does it raise questions now into how great Mahomes will be? Uh, I don't, you know, again, we talk about this. So much of your situation dictates your career. Now, am am I thinking... They're not going to play with five of their best eight offensive linemen in a game of that magnitude ever again? I don't think so. That's probably one of the most banged-up offensive lines in Super Bowl history, let alone just in the last of my 10 lifetime, years. For sure. At minimum, our lifetime, uh, and, and likely beyond that, but just how many guys were injured and where they were injured. And remember, they had the guy that's that's committed to the medical field. He, he opted out of the year. He was one of the best guards in football, and he went and uh, helped the COVID cause. Again, credit to him doing his job. But then you, lose, then you lose your right guard. You lose your left tackle. You take your right tackle, move him to left tackle, move your right guard, shift him to right tackle, and then insert somebody new. There's just so much going on. And Todd Bowles, credit to Todd Bowles. Again, I want to give full credit to him. He was a great defensive coach with the Jets. They just didn't have literally anything else. Uh, they had dummies playing offense. 
but Todd Bowles, a great defensive scheme, did a fantastic job. I wouldn't look too much into this about Mahomes because, again, you mentioned he was still on target for a lot of these passes and still could have had many more yards and completions and big plays than he actually had if his receivers were catching the ball uh, at certain times. Now, I know Brady won the MVP, but if you had to go defensively, who do you think the best player was on the Bucs side? Levante David had a great game. Couple safeties had a great game. Carlton Davis obviously had a great game. And then you have uh, Antonio Winfield Jr. Antonio Winfield Jr. Peace sign. Yeah. Great game, man to man. I mean, ton of guys across the board really playing to a high level in the biggest stage. Who would you like as your defensive MVP for the? Yeah, Bucks? you know it's interesting because you look at their scheme and what they did. They played a lot of zone coverage uh, and, and a lot of a lot of zone man principles in terms of. They're gonna double guys. One's gonna be one guy's gonna be in a zone, and the other guy's gonna be playing a man to man. So if he gets beat, he's at least got help over top. So it was really just a work of art. Uh, I'm going. I gotta go either Devin White or Shaq Barrett, and I and I just so Shaq many Barrett good players on the team, right? So many good players on that defense, but I think I think I would lean towards Shaq Barrett because you just saw the pressure all night long, just getting there and getting there. Mahomes ran for what five hundred yards before throwing passes. It was something like in that. that two hundred plus, definitely. Some stupid statistic like that, just unreal. It may have been four hundred yards, but it was just some ridiculous stat of how was much it really he, that much. Yeah, that's insane. He ran a lot before he well, ended no, Mitchell up throwing Schwartz, the ball. Yeah, we already talked about that. Yeah, still. Mitchell Schwartz was out, and you lose Eric Fisher at your left tackle spot. Then you have to move Mike Remmers, who's not that great to begin with. That's why you put him on the right side, so at least Mahomes can see it coming. He's got to move to left. Now he can't see it coming. Uh, I just think Shaq Barrett, JPP, Vita Vea, I, I know I'm forgetting somebody on that defensive line. They're just absolutely terrific, and they did a great job all game. They were really the X factor. And Devin White, I mean, he he's the leader. He's the he's the heart and soul of that defense. They might lose Levante David to free agency. He is a free agent this year, but but so it's going to be Devin White's defense, I think, moving forward. Because I don't I don't know where they're going to get the money to pay all these guys. They don't want to interrupt you. You're missing Ndamukong Sue. Ndamukong, there we go. There <laughs> I, we I go. didn't want to just blurt that out, but no, there obviously we go. a key piece too. That's my next question. You kind of segued it yourself. Do you think they're going to be able to re-sign all these guys, or who is the key guys that they need to re-sign to either repeat or do they need just Brady back? Do they need all defensive pieces? Mike Evans said he'll take a pay cut. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, you got Tom Brady on your team. you got a hell of a chance to go win the Super Bowl. We, we've just <laughs> learned year. that, right? It's one of those things where, listen, they could lose all their guys that they're going to lose in free agency, and they got a shot, you know, <laughs> because they have the GOAT. Um, I think... I think a guy like Shaq Barrett probably goes somewhere else because uh, he, he played on the franchise tag this year. Although they, they have that in their back pocket, so I wonder who they might use that on this year. Uh, I'm sure it's probably the position with the least cap hit, uh, I would imagine, because I'm sure they're right up against it. Levante David probably. Levante David maybe. Uh, do you use Well, Shaq Barrett would get super expensive if you use it on him again. I think they lose Shaq Barrett, uh, but I think they keep a guy like Jason Pierre-Paul. Who's who's a great who's a great piece for them and credit to him after yeah. after the way the Giants tenure ended, uh, great job to him getting the second ring. See now I don't want to discredit the Giants here because I'm very critical of the Giants. You know me, but with the JPP situation, he had come off of serious serious injury, losing a couple fingers. He was in a contract year. He already got franchise tagged, things like that nature. You can't bet all your marbles and re-sign a guy like that. So for him to develop, 
go through all these things and stuff like that and then come back, win a Super Bowl. Good for him, man. Yeah, no, it, it, he's a great story. Crazy. Uh, you just root for a guy like that again, you know, a, a situation and he's where, elite. He's super elite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he he's, he's I really love him. good. Um, you know, the question to me, I think the biggest question mark is what happens with Chris Godwin. Because Godwin's, yeah, I, yeah, I think he's gone too. You're, Arians you're saying at the goodbye. parade. Uh, Arians at the parade was like, "Oh, you're all staying. That's never gonna happen." Yeah, no, of course not. It, it just can't happen. There's no way. And there's no way all those guys take the amount of pay cut they would need to stay together. Uh, I saw something on Twitter with people joking about JJ Watt going to the Bucks for one year, thirty-five thousand dollars. They, <laughs> they just think about that for a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, but do you franchise a guy like Chris Godwin? You know, because on defense, you got to look at it. You have a guy like Devin White. You know, you, you, I'm sure they got a backup behind Levante David. Do you feel that comfortable with him? That's a discussion Todd Bowles is going to have to have because, again, you only get one franchise, and wh- where's it going to go? And I think in the middle, that's where all the questions are because their second te- secondary is fairly young. They just drafted yeah. a couple pieces, so yep. their middle piece is really all those questions. Yeah, Bunting's a great player, too, they, whatever his name is. Plenty, plenty. Now, yeah. looking at the Chiefs, who do you think they lose if anyone's up? I don't think anyone's in major contract years. Do you think they have another chance to get this thing in gear, fix their line, bounce back, get another yeah, big run? Yeah, because, again, when they have a great offensive line, they're so hard to beat. You know, because what gets difficult is when they play the zone defense, these guys are smart enough, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. These guys are intelligent enough to find the holes, but when your quarterback's already sprinting out and playing scramble drill... Now you're really in trouble because scramble drill against man coverage is a lot different than against zone. So, you, you know, you're trying to find it while your quarterback's rolling and you only have a certain portion of the field now, so it gets that much more difficult. I don't think anybody of major note is up. I believe their real core is signed at least through next year. So Their window's open. Listen, I think they I think they make another run at it. they got to look to address the defensive side of the ball, in my opinion. Uh, and definitely make sure those offensive linemen get healthy, please, for Mahomes' sake. But I would, I you know, look look for another pass rusher, look for another guy in the middle of that defense uh, to really solidify it. Do you think Fournette stays on this Tampa team? I know he's up for contract this year. Uh, he's he, on the one you know deal. what? He might get a decent payday out of this uh, because some would argue. With the he, Bucks? So or no, no, I mean just in general oh, okay. uh, from some suitor, just because of how well he played. But again, you look at a guy like Fournette. When the when the Jags went to the AFC Championship game, and some argue should have went to the Super Bowl, he again we saw playoff Lenny. Crazy to say, we saw <laughs> playoff Lenny. He played fantastic, uh, and that was something I actually texted to a group chat I was in. Is I said if Tampa Bay continues to run the ball like this, Kansas City doesn't have a shot. They don't have a prayer if they can't stop Tampa from running the ball because Tom Brady is uh, he. I'm not saying he's not good enough to beat you throwing 50 times a game because he, he can, but maybe one out of 10 now as opposed to earlier in his career. But now he's only got to throw what 25 passes, 30 passes. That's a lot different. And now he's just now he's toying with the defense. They ran an RPO and Gronk was right up the seam, completely fooled the linebackers, the young linebackers. He's just so much further along mentally than any of these guys on the Speaking field. Speaking of Gronk. Where was he all season? Did he rest all year until the Super Bowl? Oh, of Came course. out two touchdowns. He, in my opinion, was their MVP. I think he had one of the better days. Let's talk Gronk. Do you think he was saving it? 
So yeah. you for the punch? I mean, listen, he, he's great. And we talked about this last week on the podcast. He played with Nick and Eric, and he's just absolutely Kelsey. terrific. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it goes so much back to their offensive coordinators and scheme. You know, Bruce Arians, all those guys that are in that room. They Those plays schemed up were perfect for Gronk. I mean, an RPO with a with a tight end out the out the backside, wide open touchdown, just a fantastic play design. And then his second touchdown, I literally sat there and I went, "How many?" I, I got to like two seconds. Brady was in the pocket, and I said, "There's no one near him. This is a touchdown." And I didn't <laughs> know it was going to Gronk, but it it was a touchdown. Great route, great. It it just it works. Those it, two. It really felt the Super Bowl was super lopsided, and it shouldn't have been. You used to mention on the injuries yeah. and stuff like that, like. It's weird. I don't know. Like every other year, I feel like Tom Brady like gets a little lucky. This year, I feel like he earned it, but there was some luck right at the end. Do you think Breeze, Rogers, is he done? Does he retire? Who? Brady. Don Brady. No, no. Brady's gonna come back. Did you see how drunk he got on that boat? That's so true. He is coming back. He's ready. <laughs> I was ready. thinking. I was thinking. Maybe his wife was complaining about him retiring, and maybe he's gonna play till like fifty because now they're in Florida. Does he have you know? Does he have avocado tequila? Is that what he was drinking on the <laughs> he boat? Was apparently like, you know like all that good stuff. But no, he he still again he looks like he can make enough plays. And again, if they can find a way to get a guy like Fournette back on a discount, you know that's something. You're talking so. about if they ever get a solidified run game, you know, next year, they're a problem. They're a problem because Brady can beat you throwing 25 times a game. He can beat you 1 out of 10 throwing 50 or 40, 50. If he throws 60, his arm might fall off. But, like, you know, it, it, it just works. So I'm interested to see what they do this offseason. With these two teams, obviously they're going to be drafting 31 and 32. Where do you think they go first round? Just off the top of your head, position of need, something they could replace. Where would you go if you're the GM of either oh, team? That's a good question. I think if you're Tampa Bay, you probably, again, if I think they're going to lose Levante David in free agency, you look to grab either either a middle linebacker Ooh. or an outside linebacker, I should say, to complement Devin White or a defensive tackle to replace. You know, I, I think Sue's contract might be up. So, uh, he's up. close. Or Vita Vita Bay under. Yeah. So, but you want to bring beef in there, and you always want to bolster it. Maybe they go after a pass rusher if they lose a guy like Shaq Barrett. In terms of Kansas City, you know, probably I I would lean pass rusher if I were them, just because you have Frank Clark on one end, and and you just you got to get home on the other end. You know, if you can get with four, if you can get there with four, it just opens up so much with Tyron Matthew back there. And Sorensen back there, and Brashad Breland's not a scrub. Like these guys are good players, so I think if you can get there with four, they'd be much better off. So if I was Kansas City, I'd go pass rusher. No offensive touching, huh? You don't like to no, touch the offense here? Not right now. Again, let's see what they lose. You know, they could I think lose that's, a Godwin, maybe receiver yeah, need or something yep. like that. Understandable. Let's get into some NFL awards. We'll start early. Rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. I think we had announced that last weekend. Um, but AP Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald. There's a lot of questions on if Aaron Donald should be the Defensive Player of the Year. T.J. Watt was a big question mark around that. What's your opinion? Do you think T.J. deserved it? Do you like Donald winning it because of the double, triple teams? You could talk about that. 
What do you like? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Everybody screenshot, screenshots random moments of, of triple teams. They showed a clip of uh, T.J. Watt getting triple teamed as the offensive line is literally naked bootleg protect, and everybody's just sprinting to the <laughs> sideline. And it's like he's literally just getting accidentally ran into three people. <laughs> Nobody's actually blocking anybody. And it's like, you know, but again, Aaron Donald does so much in the middle of that defense, and you have to scheme so much for him, right? So whereas... Whereas it's hard because you talk about how you double an outside guy. You chip with a tight end. You chip with a running back. Yeah, does, Maybe it slow a down? Back, but... does it slow down the progression a little bit of the offensive play? Maybe. But those guys can still get out and do their thing. What you have to do with Aaron Donald in the middle, you either have to double him with the tackle, which you're not going to do because you have an edge guy. you got to double him with the center, which, again, now if they bring more than four you're starting to get into a danger zone, and he's going to tear you to pieces when you try to block him one-on-one. So I think Aaron Donald, just with how unstoppable he is and how much people and defensive coordinators have to commit to him, I think that's the reason he he is your defensive player of the year this year. Now, there wasn't really controversy around the AP offensive player of the year, obviously going to Derrick Henry. Do you have any nominations you'd like to give a nod to? Anybody? Evan Ingram? No. No, no. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I- uh, Kyle Pitts, by the way, Giants. Oof. Yeah, I uh, I think uh, no. I mean, anybody outside of him, you know, again, you're not talking anybody on the level of of what he was able to do. Travis Kelsey, again, I think is an honorable mention, but nobody really came close. You rush for two thousand yards in a season, you're you're the offensive player of the year in my book. No controversy around AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. Obviously, Chase Young. Um, Man of the Year, Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, Teddy Bridgewater, Comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. They got to rename that award after him. Yeah. It's got to be the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year. That dude literally, like, there, there are some guys where they say, oh, I thought I was going to lo- lose my leg. This dude was, like, borderline about to lose his leg. They called this a military war injury. Whoa. They, that was his treatment level. That's how they had to operate on him. That's how they had to rehab him. For him to even walk again, let alone play in an NFL game, they should they should absolutely name it after him. And he didn't get he didn't get it unanimously because one voter voted for Ben Roethlisberger. They should be stripped of their vote. That's a disgrace. Does the minute, Ben vote? The what? Does Big Ben vote? No, no. <laughs> but the minute Alex Smith stepped foot on that field and threw a pass in an NFL game, he's the comeback player of the year. It shouldn't have been a question, and they should name the award after him. Love it. Beautifully said. We'll move forward. AP Assistant Coach of the Year, Buffalo Bills Offensive Coordinator, Brian DeBole. Dable, yeah. Dable. Great. Cool. He did a great job with Josh Allen all year. Obviously. Bridgestone Clutch Performance Player of the Year, the Hal Murray. Obviously, Kyler Murray to D-Hop against the Buffalo Bills. Deacon Jones Award, Pittsburgh Steelers, Pass Rusher, TJ Watt. The Bud Light Selly of the Year, Pittsburgh Steelers Celebration, Chase Claypool. I actually don't know what they're talking about off the top of my head. I saw it on Twitter. I forget exactly what it was, but I, I did see it. Nothing. I don't think it's anything too extravagant. Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. Shout out. You actually picked that very right. Um, And DraftKings Breakout Daily Fantasy Player of the Year, Josh Allen. Yeah. The Water I mean, Buffalo. <laughs> he, he had a great year. Played great all year. Can't complain. You know, again, any other year, he's probably your MVP. But which, Aaron Rodgers like was just that much better. And let's talk Hall of Fame. Now, there's a little bit of controversy here. Not really if you're a big Calvin fan and a Detroit Lions fan, but do you think Calvin had the seasons to solidify himself as a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. Now, uh, okay. Explain. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I thought no, we were going to go to Nova's that he, one, I'll be he honest. Was, he was 
when you watch Calvin Johnson from day one, you go, he's a Hall of Famer. And then you say, well, what can you do? And, and how long can you do it? Listen, eight years, some will argue it's not long enough. I thought it was long enough. He proved to me he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He proves to me even if he lost a step in his last five years, if he continued playing five more, he'd still be a first ballot Hall of Famer. <coughs> Barry Bonds, you probably should have waited and watched this dude play because we talk about Bonds having a Hall of Fame career before he took steroids. He should have retired before he took steroids. That way he didn't even run into that controversy. But no, Calvin Johnson deserved it. That's a great point. Yeah, he, he looked... He looked the part, he played the part, and he did his job in Detroit, you know. And, and again, they didn't win a Super Bowl, but Calvin Johnson deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now let's just list off the Hall of Fame class of 2021. We have offensive lineman Alan Fineco, head coach Tom, Fineco, yeah. Fineco, head coach Tom, Tom Flores, wide receiver, obviously, Calvin Johnson. Safety, John Lynch. Shout out John Lynch, who's now GM, right? He is now the GM of the 49ers. He also played on the last Bucks team and won a Super Bowl. There you go. That's a great fact right there. Yep. Quarterback Peyton Manning, obviously, first Naturally. ballot. Um, scout Bill Nunn, which is good mention, yep. good scout nod. Now, this is the one I want to talk about. Um, defensive back Charles Woodson's one of them, and then wide receiver Drew Pearson's finally makes it the last player of the 70s all-decade team. Let's start with Woodson, another first ballot. Tip of the nod, do you give it to him? Yeah. Yeah, he, he had a great career, great college career, actually, too, at uh, Michigan, I believe. I believe he Heisman. won the Heisman yeah, as he a defensive player. Last defensive player to win the Heisman, yep. actually. Yep. He he was he was a consummate professional. He was a great guy in the locker room and always and always came to play. And he got that one Super Bowl of Green Bay. I believe he separated his shoulder in that game, if I remember correctly, or maybe that was the year after. But he was he was a staple to that defense for years. And 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 again, like I said, just just an even better person than he was player. And uh, all you could ask for in a Hall of Fame nominee. Let's talk Drew Pearson. Do you think the NFL has discredited their Hall of Fame voting by leaving him out for so long? We're talking about an all-decades player here. Yeah. Give the nod, a different league, different time period, different numbers. It's funny. It's funny. You know, I'll drop this on you. Uh, back when we were in high school, Kareem Hunt, or Kareem Walker, running back for DePaul Catholic, Whoa. was named All-State, but not All-County. So it's one of those it, it, we see this pop up every once in a while. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I remember I remember seeing a tweet from it from one of the Schaefer brothers. How do you have uh, that? Uh, just a weird memory that I have. It it was just it, it, this happens every once in a while that these things somehow go overlooked. Where I will give credit to the NFL is they are nothing like baseball. Baseball is I believe you're ten years on the ballot and that's it. That's it. Drew Pearson would have been off the ballot. Barry he would have never had a chance. We need Bonds well, in. Bonds, I believe his last year is next year. So that's you know that's going to be an interesting discussion when we get around to it next year. But I think Drew Pearson deserved to be in the Hall of Fame a long, long time ago. It's finally come. It's finally going to happen. And, you know, again, you could be mad at the process, but just be glad he finally got in. He deserved it. Uh, the original number 88 you know, I know Michael Irvin gets more talk, and Des Bryant, and and now Ceedee Lamb got it from day one. But Drew Pearson was the original '88 in that locker room. Now, let's stay on the Hall of Fame talk. Let's talk Eli Manning now, because <laughs> we I mentioned it to you before the show. 
does Tom Brady winning another help Eli's case if the case is still open for you? Oh, of course it does. I, I've had I've had people argue to me that Tom Coughlin should be a Hall of Fame coach just for beating Brady and Belichick twice. That's you actually know, a good point. It's one of those things, it, it, I, and I said this to you pre-show, I think every Brady win bolsters Eli's resume because he's just further cementing himself into a stratosphere, which makes it all that much more ridiculous that Eli Manning took him down. Especially when you consider he was at the peak of his powers. 2007, if they win that game, they go down as the greatest team to ever play. Well, they still are mentioned as one of the greatest right, teams. Right, right, right. They're mentioned, but they are solidified in history as the greatest team to ever play. Oh, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? So 19-0, better it, than Dolphins. Right, absolutely. So they would have they would have gone down like that. And who knows what happens from there. But credit to Eli and the team. And they, they hung around in those Super Bowls and did a terrific job. 07, they literally hung around until the end and put a drive together that few had seen against a Belichick-led defense like that. And in 2011, I thought it was much more evenly matched, if not more in the Giants' favor. Uh, and, and they just came out on top. The Mario Manningham play, obviously, was big. Ahmad Bradshaw trying to fall down, couldn't fall down. All, all that good stuff. But, oh, yes, yeah. this bolsters Eli's thing. He's a Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, whether you want to argue first ballot or not, to me... It, it to me it's a negligible difference uh, whether he gets in first year or second year and I, he's a Hall of Famer in my book and I look forward to seeing him in Canton one day. Now it's interesting we'll stay on future Hall of Famers if you will let's talk J.J. Watt he's officially released from the Texans moving into the NFL offseason what do you think? What The Texans do they have their head on their shoulders? Is it a smart move? Let's talk Watson it, it, after because this obviously implicates him for being on the Texans. So what do you think about this whole situation? Let's it's got to be, it's one of the rare scenarios. Does, that he, it go was, to, does he go out of conference? AFC, yeah, AFC well, type of deal. yeah, let me get to that. It is a rare scenario where we actually, I actually believe the report that says this was mutually agreed upon. Like Because J.J. Watt, when you look at him and you think of Houston, you think of what Watt has done for that community. The flood. Everything he's done the for the Foundation. flooding. For the kids, for the community, for the fans, all, everything. He's done such a great job, and he said it in his in his little clip he put on Twitter. You know, I, I he, he was just a kid from Wisconsin that had never been to Texas, and now he can't really picture his life outside of Texas, uh, and specifically Houston. So I think, I think he stays... Oh, man. This is difficult. Because mutually parting ways with a team could be like, okay, see you later. Try not to go in conference. Yeah, yeah. Out of mutual level of respect, ten years together. That would have to be that. That's like one of those. You don't um, honor it, but still. Yeah, there's, uh, there's something in in uh, in the regular job market that that's called about. I, I forget it. I forget what the phrase is, but I know exactly what you're referring to. I think. I think he goes to the NFC. Just gets out of the conference, goes somewhere else. It's probably a team that nobody's taking because everybody right now is popping up. Oh, Tampa, Patriots, he should go play with his brother in Pittsburgh. It's uh it, it's it's I don't I don't know where he goes. Packers. The Packers. You think he goes to the Packers? I think go pack go and I think Rodgers wins the with The Packers him. need more receivers. <laughs> the Packers need more receivers. They literally there's a reason he only throws to Devontae Adams on the goal line. There's nobody else to trust. You, like there's a there's a reason that happens. True, forty yards away, Rob Tanya, you could get it done. But yeah, congr- goal line, it's congratulations, all the, yeah, right? Devontae yeah. Adams. But 
that's an interesting spot for him. Again, I don't know where he goes, but again, I believe this is one of those rare scenarios where it was actually because sometimes you hear mutually agreed, and it's more like, hey, we're we're gonna cut you, or we can release you and say it was mutual. Uh, but I actually think this was they sat down and agreed that this was the best scenario for both parties involved. Now, now, how does this implicate the Sean Watson scenario? I know J.J. Watt's dead cap next year would be $17 million. There would be none of that feed to, toward the Texans if he gets released. Watson, if they release him or trade him, they have dead cap of $61 million. That gets hit right to them. So it's not it's in the water. They have to pay it regardless of where he goes. What do you think plays out with Watson here? I mean, there's no, there's no one left. Right, like there's, there's no one. It's literally the Will Smith episode where he's standing in the open that's house and there's no one there. That's, it, so that's exactly <laughs> the scenario that Deshaun Watson is in right now. There's no one there. There's Jack Westerby, who I'm sure he can't stand. He's not speaking to whoever in God's green earth his new coach is. I still don't even know the guy's name. All I know he's is older. All I know is he was the Ravens coordinator, and they were last a passing game coordinator, and they were last in passing both years. He was the coordinator, so that's great. Uh, they're doing literally everything. Was to, this dude a mole to burn the Texans? I don't. I don't know. They're doing everything to ask Deshaun Watson to leave, and will not accommodate him. Again, this is going to test. This is a good old Texas Western standoff. Who's going to bite? This is Tom Petty. I won't back down. Well, that Who is going to budge? Is Deshaun willing to miss games? That's To me, that's the million-dollar question. Because if he does, at a certain point, you got to cut bait. Well, I know it's different contract stipulations because Melvin Gordon was holding out because he wasn't getting paid. But you think back to the Melvin Gordon year where he sat, tried to get more money, didn't do well. Came back, didn't get paid well. Right, but he is play, He did play a depreciated position in running back. We're talking about the, some would argue, the and, and most would argue, the most important position in American sports, the Sounds quarterback like position. Tackle and edge, yeah. You know, so, Top you know, right there. yeah. So, to Deshaun Watson, again, I, I expect him to still request a trade. I expect at some point the Texans will bite at some point, but again, the clock is ticking. When's the draft? Early May? Is it early May or late May? Uh, it's early May, I think. So because, they got yeah, the clock is ticking, right? Because they're not going to trade. You know, you're going to trade this year's picks. Is this going to be a draft day deal? Who knows? I know there's crazy scenarios going on. You know, people people reporting crazy blockbuster trades that could go down. But again, now you're looking at a guy like Russell Wilson's not even happy in Seattle. I was about to mention trouble him. in paradise. He, you know, he's not happy with his offensive line. And if you've again, if you've watched his amount of sacks, it's crazy because half of his sacks are him holding it too long. Half of his sacks are his offensive line literally gets beat like in Madden when I run the dude over right they away. They just run around right, or something. Right. They, oh, like, that's a so great analogy. It's half and half. However, the half that's his offensive line is still like up here. It's still in the top echelon of worst offensive line play. So, like, you know, like if if it was half and half, and only half of his sacks were were the offensive line's problem, and that was like it, that rank would be lower in the league. That'd be one thing. You could just say, oh, he's holding on to the ball too long. He's got a legitimate case because the other part is the offense won't let him on cork. You know, so they they keep trying this run game, this run game, this run game. Even though they didn't do it in the Super Bowl, they did this run game, run game, run game. Chris Carson's and up for contract. That's a fact. Great, congratulations. They'll draft another running back, and he'll. They just run through running backs. I would like pay Chris Carson twenty mil, two year deal with the Giants. Get rid of Saquon, get a lot of picks. I'll do it. They're replaceable. 
Of course they are. It, uh, of course they are. There's no doubt about that. I, I doubt the Giants would do that. But So thinking outside the box here, Pouncey Twins retired today. Yep. Um, Marquise and what's the other one's name? It's Marquise, Pouncey, and... Is it a Marcus? Ma- Marcus and Marquise. Let me uh, let me double check that for you. I think we might be right on that, to be honest. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike and Mark. And Mark. And Mark? I believe. Yeah. Okay. So Mike and Marquise, and then they retire. Pittsburgh Steelers now are without a center. Are they without a quarterback? What's is there trouble in paradise for Pittsburgh now that their mm. solidified centerpiece is gone? Yeah, I, I know honestly, the Chargers can replace easily. They're kind of young still. Yeah, yeah, they're a young team on the rise. But in terms of Pittsburgh being a team that's in win now mode. It, it is a huge loss. We saw this with Dallas and how big the retirement of Travis, uh, Travis Frederick Hall was. Hall of Famer in my book. Right. I, we, we watched how dominant he was and how good he was for so long. The minute he retired, that offensive line fell apart. Now, again, some of it was other injuries, other injuries and stuff like that. But, again, that center position and, listen, I played guard basically doing what a center does which is you call out the you call out the defense, you're calling out the Mike linebacker, you're sliding, you're setting protections, making sure everybody's on the same page, going the right way, doing the right thing. You have to know what everybody is supposed to do on that line at, at a given moment. So that is a huge, huge loss. We'll see if they have anybody. Uh, it, I don't know if they drafted somebody last year. It's, something says they did, uh, but but I definitely don't remember who it would be. If not, they're going to look to address it this year. Obviously, in the drafts or upcoming free agency. Yep. I mean, that basically wraps up the NFL for what we know of it right now. Obviously, as free agency carries on, so on and so forth, draft predictions obviously will do. Um, what else you got? Yeah, I mean, listen, it was it was a great NFL season. Uh, I said at the beginning, I didn't know how we'd get here, and here we are. Valid point. It was crazy. You know, they did a great job, um, and, you know, again, I thought the game, everything around the game, you know, was in the Fl- Florida's Wild Wild West. You know, there was no doubt in my mind. I told you the seating was important. They should have put the health workers in the booths and just hid them away from everybody else because you could see it right there. Everybody else was reckless. Everybody else didn't didn't give a damn. So, uh, but overall, they put on a great show. They didn't have a single game canceled. Two hundred and sixty-nine games played, not a single one canceled. They did have to shift ones around and Steelers do different got things. Got the bad end of that a few times. Yep, but. They got every game in, which is a, a huge, huge credit to them. I mean, yeah, credit to Roger Goodell. Obviously, we'll see what's going on when we head to early May, late April with the draft to see yep. if it is live. I know Las Vegas was promised yep. their draft with boat via boat or whatever. Yeah. So we'll figure it out as it goes along. And I think they did. I think they did a good job with the halftime show too. I thought the weekend, oh, that's phenomenal. I thought the weekend was good. The dancers were crazy. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I like to sit back and think. It, it in the production meetings, what like who's who drew up on the board? We need a football length worth of people Mob covered dancing. in white masks, <laughs> like and spread out throughout the entire field. So like you know to get that amount of people was just like I was like holy cow. But there was you know listen he blinded you with the lights full pun intended. You knew he was gonna do it, and for seven million dollars they put on one heck of a show. Uh, I thought and 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 again they just again no pro day. Um, no combine coming up, so that's gonna be interesting. What was your favorite commercial? You got one on top of my your head? favorite commercial. Oh, that's tough. It's got to be the Cure Auto Auto Insurance opinion one. Yeah, the one in the room. Like yeah. I didn't ask about your opinion. You would give me your opinion. <laughs> that, that one's hilarious. I thought. Uh, what is it? There were some weird ones too. There was uh, a lot of boring ones. The M&M's, I was like, oh. M and M's did some. 
did some, I think. Doritos with the Matthew McConaughey. Bro, I watched that commercial. I was like, this is a weird commercial. And then I looked <laughs> who was in it, and I was like, you know what? McConaughey would be the guy that would be in this commercial. <laughs> so I think that may have been my favorite one. That was just... McConaughey's you know, awesome. It was, it, was, it was good. But again, you know, a lot of the big places didn't turn out this year for commercials. Obviously, a lot has to do with how much money they lost for the pandemic. Uh, you saw that even in the prices for the slots uh, for advertisements this year. Just not the same as it's used to being, but... Uh, again, a great spectacle, great job, NFL, and obviously we'll miss them, and and, and we'll talk about them because free agency's coming up. They'll get they'll get kicked off. NFL don't sleep. Usually we'll talk about the combine and stuff like that, but again, like I mentured, no combine this year. Uh, just That's a lot, just guarantee. a lot of pro days. Yeah, I believe so. I Oof. believe they canceled the Indianapolis combine. Trevor Lawrence threw today. Uh, he looked phenomenal as natural. But coming off surgery, again, it's, it's a good question to ask. Pro, you know, pro days don't mean a lot. I never have put a lot of weight in them, but he looked good, you know, and and now he'll go have labrum surgery on his non-throwing shoulder. Oh, so he hasn't had surgery yet. I thought he was post-surgery. He's doing that, and so he did that today, and now he's going to go have surgery. So Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. They said he's going to be ready in plenty of time. Uh, Jacksonville, I'm sure, is, is Urban willing Meyer to Urban Meyer better be ready to put his chips on Trevor because if Trevor Urban fails, Meyer, it's Urban Meyer's yeah, job Yeah, he also put his chips into a strength and conditioning coach that got fired for racist remarks. Uh-oh. Uh, so that's, is that a fact? He's in, mm-hmm. Whoa, he, he's I in, missed uh, this story. Yeah, Spill. it's a pretty interesting one. It was the the Iowa strength and conditioning coach. They they had a great strength and conditioning program, but he, he was there from 1999 to 2000. 2018, 2019, maybe. And he was a racist the whole and time. He he apparently, according to multiple testimonies, he made racist remarks. He's Strong. had he's had uh, workouts that sent thirteen kids to the hospital. I think in one year. Scum. It was uh, it, it's one of those. He just somehow found it. Now is now a strength and conditioning coach in the NFL. So he better he better. I, I don't even know what to say. Better turn it around fast. Uh, here's what I gotta say about this. Uh, you could learn. You could come off. I, I've been in bad situations and become a better person from them. But if it's inherent and he's been doing this for 20 years, you really gotta look at who Urban Meyer is bringing around his players and his people. Because Lord knows the league is not filled with a bunch of white dudes who are just gonna welcome this no. dude. He's gonna get shunned. Urban Meyer can get shunned very fast. I feel like they need to start addressing this early and often. And I don't think he should be with the program. Yeah, sends bad signals. And let's be real, Urban Meyer's not the best judge of character. He hid that secret of the abuse we had yep. talked about on his way out of Ohio State. So now it's concerning, especially with Jacksonville having been the best program. So their culture, who knows? Who knows if Trevor wants to go there now? Yeah, and you, and I mean you got to talk about you got to talk about a league with I believe it's seventy percent of its players are African American. Exactly. If you're a racist, they're gonna find out pretty quickly. Yeah, and you're not gonna do and, well, and they're not gonna play. They're not gonna perform for you. They're How not gonna live for you. Around. <laughs> I, you know, it's you're fundamentally inher- not it's, plugged. It's inherently taught. That's so true. It's inherently yeah, taught. Disgusting. There's people all the time that say, "I'm going to teach my kids this," and it's racist. And you're like, you know, that's not. You should They're not losers. be teaching They're your small kids small brand that. losers. But beside that, 
you know, again, we'll see what Jacksonville does. They got his. Don't think it's a smart PR move. Look at us right now no. talking smack about Jacksonville. His his locker room. Yeah, but any publicity is, is good publicity, Especially according to some zero. people. <laughs> right. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's locker is getting installed as we speak. His custom TV, his custom, you know, PS5. Is he 16 in uh, the league or number one? Or what's he uh, going? We're going to find out. They already know, um, but we're going to find out. I get the essence of a number one coming Yeah, along. you know, he'll have everything set up. I'm, I'm sure he's got a house in Jacksonville already. He might as well move down there now. I mean, it's a good three-year term. <laughs> you if know. It's Trevor Lawrence's task. I yeah, value. But, you know, it's uh, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how these guys do their pro days. And so we're still going to see dudes jump out of the gym run crazy 40 times. It just won't be as strict guidelines as we've seen before. But again, this year and last year weren't like we've ever seen before. So, you know, there's nothing we can do to compare it to. Just looking real real far ahead right now at the draft. Tom yep. McShay came out with his little mock real quick of the first yep. 16. Top four quarterbacks. I think it went Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance to Atlanta via trade, and then Carolina took Justin Fields at four. Do you think four quarterbacks go that fast? I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, especially if you start talking about trades and stuff like that. And again, once once one team trades up, you know, you might be looking at the a phones, second team. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They don't want to lose out on their guy. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I saw it too. We had the Giants taking Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. That's I, so I am very sketchy of taking a tight end in the first round after what we've literally watched, the embarrassment that Evan Ingram has become. Again, different players. I'll have to watch Pitts' film a little bit more. That's but I film. think we can benefit more from a top receiver right now, just the way the Giants look. But, of course, of course, we should obviously look. Well, with Pitts, he's no scrub blocking. He he could get better, no doubt. Definitely could get better at blocking. Mm-hmm. But his raw athleticism, catching the ball, yeah. fast routes, mismatch against linebackers, it's all super beneficial. You see it in the Chiefs offense. Yep. With other pieces. To compliment right. it, obviously, but right, it's and, a, and it's obviously, a decent pick. and obviously, we'll detail that more as we get towards draft time. There's going to be a guy every year that we fall in love with. You know, my guy was Isaiah Simmons last year, and I didn't you know, like Joe Burrow last year. Didn't oh, like I mean him. for the Giants. Oh. I mean for the Giants in particular. You'll see it through the off season. You'll find a guy that you know you start watching some film on, and and everybody. I think Justin Jefferson was one of my favorite picks last year. Yep, and it turned out pretty good. So. Um, we'll see. I like I like Sewell right away, the uh, Oregon left tackle, uh, because he's an offensive lineman and he might be the highest graded offensive lineman in the last like ten years. He so, blocked uh, for Herbert, who got drafted pretty high and yeah, does pretty well. So yeah, he sat better. out this year, so we haven't seen him in a year. But I don't think much of that matters to me. But that's gonna do it for the well, NFL. He have blocked and, for Herbert last year, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course we'll be back. We'll be back to talk about that more. Uh, shifting gears to the NBA, we're talking, you know, LeBron's been in three straight overtime games. Uh, we've been watching him just play and Uh-oh. play. Anthony Davis, is he's got Achilles tendonitis. He's got all these nicks and bruises and, and little injuries. He just hasn't been the same Anthony Davis as he was last year. So LeBron's had to play all of these games. He's had to shoulder the load. He's had to take these clutch shots. Yet somehow, Jolan, in year 18, he just continues to do what he's done his entire career. Dominant. Dominate, show up, hit the clutch shot when he needs to, and find a way to win. Again, it's not it's not pretty, but we're talking if we're comparing them to a Nets team, you know, they lost to a team like the Pistons. Cavs lost, twice. They've lost to the Cavs twice. You know, so back to backs. Yeah. It's important. It's important. Know, yeah. I mean, Lakers have dropped some some weird ones too, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like 
when you look at teams around the league, you, there's no one really being talked about except the Lakers and the Nets. Are they early favorites for you to win the title, go to the title, all that good stuff? Or have you seen teams early on develop better than most? I know the Hornets, LaMelo Ball has been fantastic yeah. for them and their organization. Do you see them maybe getting in playoff contention eventually? Who do you like? I think we're headed towards a clash of the Bucks and the Nets, and I think it could be it, – it has the potential to be an all-time great matchup. Uh, but I think Bucks and I, Nets in yeah. the East. Yep, in oh, the okay. East. Okay. Yeah, 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 in the East. And I think I think eventually the Nets get through. Um, I think the West is a little bit more complicated. You're talking about teams like uh, actually Philly's 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 been good all year. Joel well, Embiid's been good all he, year. You know, he's up there with LeBron as real really the two MVP candidates. I'm kind of talking smack about Embiid because he's in Philly, but this is honestly just a general statement. There's not many dominant centers in the East to stop Embiid. No. So when you look at it like that, it's like okay, it's a question of who's guarding him, not yeah. what's he doing every night, nightly basis. Yep, and we'll have to we'll have to see what teams do in terms of that, and uh, you know how does DeAndre Jordan match up with him, all that all that kind of stuff. I don't think he matches up very well, but again, we'll have to see how as it gets close to playoff time. But they've played great; he's played great. I think the West is a little bit more clouded. I think just. I think the Clippers are good. You know, they're trying to package a deal to get a big three together. You know, you talk about the Lakers are fantastic. The Jazz, they've played great this year. Um, you know, I, they're, they're one of the teams that benefits from a short offseason because they've played together for so It's literally basically the same team. They've had, the, it yeah, feels like the last three years. So that's the same team. But you got like the Nuggets are sitting in the seventh seed right now. Uh, the Trailblazers are down there, you know. So all these teams are are, are kind of looking up. I still think the Lakers are the favorite, but it, it the the gap is shrinking to me slightly. Not I, it's not a danger zone, you know. We're not playing Kenny Loggins here, danger zone, but it's closing just a little bit. Here's a ratings question: Who do you like more, Lamelo or Lonzo at this point oh, in their Lamello. career right now? Lamelo, I think he's just got more of it. You know, when they say players have it. What is it? We all know what it is when we see it. <laughs> right, and you're also talking about a guy who Lonzo's not even the best player on his own team. He's not even the, he's not even the third best player on his whoa, own team. Whoa, whoa, I'll go Drew Holiday. Okay. Brandon Ingram. No, Drew Holiday got traded. Did he? Yeah. Where is he at? He's in uh, Milwaukee. I do not watch Bucks basketball for nothing. Yep. Jeez. Okay, so let's go square one. But Brandon I'll I'll, t- I'll take at least Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson before I take Lonzo Ball. Zion, that special to you? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. I like Lonzo. That's what. Lonzo, that's all I'm saying. I I'm like Lonzo. Put, how about I'm going to put it this way? Lonzo doesn't have a chance to be the face of the league like Zion does. Okay, that's a fair statement. Right? Okay. So that's I like that's, the way that's where I'm going there. So uh, Lamelo again has been a big surprise, and with Moltner. I uh I, I pick Lamelo to be my rookie of the year just despite him for picking Obi Toppin. So we're uh we're headed in the right direction to the moon, well, baby. It's gonna answer. I mean, Lamelo looks fantastic. Obviously, he has his first triple double, mm-hmm. youngest one ever, something like that, yeah. and he has thirty four points in his career high. So, sky's the limit. Michael Jordan finally hit on a pick. Yep. Look at yeah. That. Yeah. And we'll, again, we'll continue to hopefully see him develop as well. Uh, the league is looking. Uh, at a halftime dunk contest at the All-Star game. That's super weird. I don't even think they should have an All-Star game. I agree. What do you think Lamelo's ceiling is as opposed to Zion's ceiling? Lamelo's ceiling. Well, Let's talk two young stars. Zion's ceiling. Let's talk all of them. Who's going to be the face of the league soon? Z- Zion's ceiling is face of the league. Face of the face league, league is LeBron good. Face of the league goes to, 
goes to a big market. He's got to get out of New Orleans. Um, you should go to the Knicks. Re- re- revitalize them. I mean, yeah. He, he would be fun. Oh, and you talk about the prices in New York. All the people that would buy tickets to see Zion. Oh, man. That'd be good. You, you're, That'd talking, be good you're talking big time. Luca, he, you know, not that he's slowed down at all this year. He's just, I he's don't know. He's been slow he's not, his whole career. People might. No, no, I don't mean like, I don't mean like physically slow. I just oh. mean like he's not, he's not having the year I think we all anticipated. You know, he is whining a little bit. It, it, it is getting kind of out of control for him. LaMelo, I think he's a, I think his ceiling is probably a top 10 player in the league. I, th- I think at a certain point, I think his ceiling is a top 10 player in the league. So I think, I think that's where he can get to. I don't think he gets that's the it? best player in the league. I don't, really? You know, so much potential there. I, potential. I, don't, I don't see it personally, but again, I could be proven wrong. Like, if you look at all the situations, who do you think is best aligned this year to have the best breakout season? You even see guys like Quickly, who's on the spot, who might be top contender for rookie of the year. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be the most improved player that's in a new situation? Oh, man. Ross gotta, Westbrook, he's been awful. Yeah, he's been awful. James Harden, he's been great. Yeah, he's been great. You know, again, James Harden now, we've seen him accept it a little bit. He had to sacrifice 30 shots a game. Could he, be had a to sacrifice, he had to sacrifice the strip clubs. You know, <laughs> so he, he's really sacrificed a lot Diamonds to make all work. There goes James Harden. <laughs> you know, but uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's unreal. But you even look like, I think, I think you even look at like Philly where you have Tobias Harris, who's been there, but now he's thriving because Al Horford isn't there. He's playing a stretch stretch four role. Bad They're thing. not playing two bigs on the court at the same time, and I think that just helps them in the biggest in one of the biggest ways. So it's you know it's almost it's almost the uh, you know there's consistency there, but it actually they might be most improved. Who's your MVP? Early MVP? My my MVP is LeBron. Really? Yeah. KD. Yeah, no, he missed too many games. Okay, I mean, that's a fair point, but that's not even his fault. He's healthy. That's, well, that's—I don't care. You got to see. All right, this, it's the Calvin Johnson. Fault. I don't care. That it's not his fault. It's quantity over quality. <laughs> or I said that backwards. It's quality over quantity. It's the small portion of greatness, Calvin Johnson, i.e., or the long length of regular. Well, and we'll have to see as the season continues. You know, again, point. if LeBron locks up the best record in the league. You know, Very I, fair I think I think that's a big sticking point. And again, you know, it's just a guy that's out there all, you know, he's out there and he's controlling the game and he's doing exactly what he wants to do every single time he's on the court. He, he, he is not bowing down. He's not just playing off the ball. He is literally playing the same style he played the last three, four years. He's just doing his thing. And that's why, again, but we've talked about this. He he sh- he should have seven or eight MVPs in his career, easily. He, you look at some of the seasons he didn't win MVP. None of it makes sense. You know what I mean? I'll like, give Kobe his the one in uh, 06. No, that was Nash robbed him. 06, 08, 08 or 07. Yeah, 07 or 08. 07 was the year they took him to the fi- He took him to the finals. They won 62 games. Yeah, I think Kobe won that MVP. Yeah, I think that should have been Braun. So now, now you're at five. You look at he. There's an argument to be made. He was more valuable to his team than Giannis was last year. Okay, so I agree. He should have won that. There's one. There's six. You know, and and I'm sure. Again, I'm sure you can look through the years and find another one. True. You know, we don't have the statistics right in front of us, 
but I bet you you can look through it and find another one. Uh, it, I, he's my pick to be MVP. So uh, you, you look at the leaders throughout the league of the NBA. Bradley Beal's leading the league in points. Has he surprised you? He said he doesn't want out of the Wizards. What could they do? That surprises me. What? That he Beal? doesn't want out of the Wizards. You Why? should want he out. Signed of for money. There's loyalty yeah, involved. Yeah, and the team stinks. You know, they, here we go into the argument. Would you rather be a complimentary piece on a championship team or the best player on an awful he's not team? A, he's not a complimentary piece on no team right now. He's the leading scorer in the league. He is He is the leading scorer on oh. an awful basketball team. On the Lakers, he would be a third piece. You're right. That, that's what I'm saying. You're so, right. Which is better in terms of the public eye? Being a complimentary piece... As the third option, maybe. Most teams would benefit having him, but I understand what you're saying. There's like right, five right. or six teams where he'd be the third option. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's not even that. It's just he's the best player on the team, and the team stinks. He goes to the Celtics or Philly right now, he's the best player on their team. I'll put that down. I'm a Celtics player. Uh, I would st- I think Tatum's I, I a little bit it, less I think than it beads, him. I think it beads better. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's, um, that's hard to tell the difference yeah, between center and point guard. But, but that would, yeah, that would be Or tough shooting guard, too. rather, but. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Boston. Yeah, he he would be the best player there. Most teams, you look yeah. at most teams in the league. But but again, it's what is he? You know, so that's why it surprises me. And and, and maybe not. Maybe he's telling us his preferences. I prefer to be the best player on an awful basketball team. There, there's again, that's your preference. You want to do you? Be my guest. But if you want to go, cha- if you want to actually get a chance at a ring, look like Charles Barkley. You are you are not. Yeah, I listen, and that is not. Charles gets bagged on all the time. But Chuck's great. You know, but, yeah. Chuck was great. Yeah, Beal won't go. I don't think Beal's going to get to that point. But, I don't know. MVP, we'll maybe 32 points a game. Maybe. He's not going to win, win MVP. The chips are there. He's not going to win MVP. True. Team's you, can't be, you can't win MVP and win 15 games in a season. Very true. That's Very just true. that's just not it's how sad. it's going to work. Steph Curry's back in all the form. He's averaging Five points or five three pointers a game. I was gonna say five points would be bad. Yeah, no. Clint Capella, defensive rebounder leader with fourteen a game, and then Miles Turner's leading for blocks. That's it for the NBA, really. There's not much going on in that league right now. Obviously, it's still early on, but and we'll see as uh, the All Star game gets closer. See if any guys sit out. Uh, see if any guys like uh, you know protest it per se, uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, not much going on in the baseball world since Trevor Bauer signed. There's um, question marks around the Mets with you know, Josh Turner. Justin, Justin Turner, Turner. Justin Turner, who used to play for them. There's talks about Chris Bryant. There's rumors they've talked to the A's about Matt Chapman. You smell it? Their third smells baseman. Smells like money. Smells like money in the air for Better the spend it. Better spend it. So it's not great having it in the savings. So uh, that's, you know, the Mets have not done much. Yankees haven't done much. Pitchers and catchers report in a week, Jolan. Uh, we still have not heard anything from Major League Baseball, although after their debacle last year, it actually might be a good thing for them to just eventually agree on something and then release it to the public. Like, we literally begged them to do the entire spring last year, and they just wouldn't listen. Uh, but, uh, but again, we're, you're, you know, we're looking around all, all different sports leagues. Hockey's going. The Devils are, are, are done for now because uh, they've got COVID cases. Other teams have COVID cases. Rangers and Islanders, you know, they're playing. They're playing. East is deep. Well. East is deep. Oh, yeah. uh, last time I checked, I think it was a couple of days ago, everyone was above 500, which now I know it's going to be adjusted off of that, but still, a lot of good teams this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, no, a lot of good teams. And Interconference, interplay, like yep. that. And you look around, uh, you know, you look around high school sports, it just got announced. New Jersey parents are now going to be allowed at games. Uh, that's, that's another huge step. 
uh, in terms of in, in terms of getting people one small into the step facility. Man, one uh, giant step New York, we talked about the guy on the hot seat before the show. We're not going to talk about him that much, but he did allow 10% capacity in arenas and large venues moving forward. Cool. So the Mets, the Mets, when they open up, will have, I believe, their seating capacity is between 40 and 45,000, so between 4,000 and 4,500. Uh, obviously, being in media, working at the radio station, I'm going to try to get in, try to get credentials to go watch some baseball, see what I can do. We'll be faking credentials and running as the Philly, uh, what's their <laughs> the mascot Philly called? Fanatic. Fanatic, there we go. <laughs> yeah, then they're going to beat us over the head with a baseball bat. Fake Philly Fanatic costumes, both of us. Like throw us in prison. <laughs> we'll give them the peace sign. How about that? Um, but that's going to do it for this episode, Joel, on episode 38. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Next week's going to be the last episode for a little while. We're gonna take a break, a little hiatus. Figure out what we're gonna do with the show. We want to get, uh, want to get fresh ideas, uh, either from ourselves or from you, the listeners. Uh, please do reach out. You can always reach me on Twitter at Gosker56 or at Goose on the Mic on Instagram. Jolan, where might the people be able to find you? Uh, you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter at Good Old Joel's, or you can follow us on Instagram at AirItOut.podcast or Twitter at Podcast Air It Out. Any questions, comments, concerns, or compliments, again, you can reach us at those. And Goose? Yeah, please, again, please reach out. Let us know. Again, we, we you know, we're, we're, again, the NFL just literally handed us everything on a silver platter for this podcast. So we're going to get back into the studio, back into the lab, come up with some great things. But we'll be back next week. So, Jolan, until next week, until another great Mets week, which maybe may or may not include a break. The best postseason Un- hitter in baseball history might be home. Until 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 after President's Day and until episode thirty nine. Steve Cohen, I kinda forgive you. Put it in the books.